And in that culture talk, we're going to be catching up uh, with uh, uh, one of the uh, local traditional authorities here in the province of Gauteng, uh, Prince Manene Tabane, uh, who's the chairperson of the Congress of uh, Traditional Leaders of South Africa, Contralesa, here in the province of Gauteng. He's going to join me and uh, we're going to be talking about some of the bogus initiation schools, uh, especially here in Gauteng and uh, what has been happening uh, in the Val and even here in the Johannesburg area. Uh, and uh, linked as it is to abductions, uh, to gangster activity and all of those things. And he joins me now on the line for our culture talk on this Thursday, which we bring to you every Thursday. Prince, good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, Ayabong, and even to the Metro FM listeners. Goska Kool, thank you so much for joining us. Let's maybe start off here. Um, I, I want... Just some of your own reflections as the Congress uh, of uh, Traditional Leaders of South Africa in the province of Gauteng. Your reflections on how this past season of um, initiations, uh, or, or whatever we call it in many of our languages. Uh, what do you make of how this has been carried out in the December period? And uh, in your view, what do you think worked well in your partnership with the authorities and uh, even uh, other traditional uh, leaders? And maybe what didn't work as well? Thank you, Ayabonga. I think here in Houting, I think we are trending very well in terms of finding each other with the stakeholders, with the traditional authorities that are here in Houting. Mm. Remember in Houting, we have two recognized traditional leaders, which is the Bronco State area and that side of Hamalskrag. Um, mm. Then other regions, four of them, they do not have recognized traditional leaders. So we have Kondralesa in that space as the traditional leaders who are from the various provinces, who happen to be here in Gauteng, but it's either somebody's working or somebody's residing here for good, is no longer going back home. But then knowing exactly that the majority of people who are in this province are from these rural provinces, know exactly they know they are people back at home, even if they are here in Gauteng, so that they will go to them for any challenges. But then in Gauteng, much as it's in that case, where these challenges to say there are people who are taking advantage uh, of that there are no traditional authorities. Therefore, they take an advantage, they abduct these boys, they take them to initiation schools, illegal initiation schools, mm. to say so. And uh, when they are there, now they will then call parents, and they will grant money. Purely it's part of commercialization, which is a challenge. Mm. But this December, uh, out of five uh, municipalities, in terms of the regions, which is Swane, Eboruleni, Western District, uh, City of Johannesburg, and uh, the last one, B, but there are five of them. But the one that gave us problem in the past, and it's still continuing, but the roads are tight now, the systems are in place, it's the, uh, the, the City Bank District Municipality. Mm. Well, why, why, why that particular area? What about that area has made it such a problematic area? Because, you know, if I think about all of the horrid stories we hear about abductions, about links to gangsterism, the bulk of those really come from the Val. I mean, it comes from, from that particular neck of the woods. It's a combination of challenges in that mm. area. One, people, they like to take chances and pretend to know this cultural practice. You would have uh, foreign nationals that will come to Lesotho to that area, especially during the initiation season, whether it be June or December, 
they would come. And there is this trust and belief that people from the suit who are conducting initiatives will have the most people who are knowledgeable and being trusted. So they would come in in that area. And then their charges are so exorbitant. That is the problem because it's money-making scheme in this area of CDB. So there are those challenges. And the parents have been subjected to a point where if someone or a boy has been abducted, the parents would make sure that he rather pays that money than to report the case to the authorities. Mm. Because there's also behind a perception to say, if we can take your child out of the initiation school during that visit, your child may go mad, all those things. So the parents, they still need to be educated regarding that. And the NCDB, it's all about numbers for boys in the initiation schools. Mm. You will be surprised that there are even Zimbabweans that are here. They are active in those boys who are not practicing this. They will take even the South Africans who are not practicing this to the initiation schools. The only point is to make money out of it. Mm. But then in the recent times, the SCDB municipality, together with the stakeholders and controllers, we have managed to put around a system sure. in the form of a bylaw that will give guidance to mm. these challenges. Okay, Chagas, so I want us to pause there and uh, we'll continue on the other side about uh, the partnership you have with the SAPS and, uh, of course, the bylaws you've put into place. Uh, we just need to take a quick spot break. But when we come back, we continue uh, with uh, Prince Manene Tabane from Gauteng uh, uh, Contralesa, where he is the chairperson. 13 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned into uh, Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro with myself, Ayabong Atawe. It's our culture talk. And uh, we are taking a look at uh, some of the uh, important conversations that ought to be had as it relates uh, to uh, our culture and uh, our own traditions as African people. And today we're taking a look, of course, at uh, uh, how a rite of passage here has been commodified uh, by uh, people with uh, sinister motives. And uh, it's uh, certainly led to abductions and all manner of uh, initiation processes and recruiting into uh, gangsters and uh, we're going to be uh, or gangster uh, or, or gangs I should rather say and uh, we are going to continue our chat now with uh, Prince Manene Tabane uh, who is the chairperson in Gauteng of Contralesa uh, uh, and you would know that is a, a body uh, that uh, organizes traditional leaders here in South Africa. Now about the other question and now is um, you know you're still talking about the partnership you have with uh, law enforcement um, and uh, I'm quite interested, I guess, in how that process unfolds. I mean, one would think that, uh, you know, if a mother or a father finds that uh, that they would first go and, you know, file a missing uh, person's uh, a case. And uh, what, what ordinarily happens in instances where it is then later found that uh, Lumdano <laughs> Lashik Leo very interesting. Also, the point is around FDB. What happens again, it is the issue of the peer pressure. You know how we wish as contralator that, and I wish that if the authorities of the Department of Education are listening, the problem starts in the high schools here. You see there are boys who went to initiation schools in June. Mm. When they come back in July, they will put pressure to these boys who have not yet gone through the practice. And that they will charge them one rand to stay with men in the toilet, that is the privilege that they have as boys, that they are sharing the toilets with men. So they will charge them one rand per day. They spend five rand each mm. boy to these, those that have already graduated. And they tend to have an influence that will impact negatively to those who have not yet gone through. 
That is why you'll find that that, that peer pressure will result in these boys not informing their parents, will just go to the initiation school. Only the parents will hear that our boys are already in the initiation school. In other situations, it will be these boys that abducted these, these newly graduates that abducted these boys to the initiation school. So the problem that the, 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 the envisaged environment that we wish to see in our schools, especially around Gauteng, it will be that issue to say, let's have school-going boys rather than to have school-going men. Once we have school-going boys, we won't have this problem. As a result, it is also giving us a challenge. You'd know that if you have uh, been go to, or have gone to a, a practice, cultural practice, those that are there, initially, let me correct it, let me rephrase it. Initially, the issue of cultural practice, it used to be six months in the olden days. Then it was cut down to three months because there were issues of work, there were issues of education. Further, it was cut down because of these pressures that I've mentioned. Now, if they'll go for four months to six months, mm. that process is not finished. So if we allow, we agree to that, let's allow boys to finish education, to pass metric. Normally at the age of 18, they pass metric. There will be few cases that there are boys who are beyond 18 who have not yet finished their school. Mm. But if the majority can be encouraged in that fashion, so that when you practice, you do a complete process of traditional initiation, even if you can take more than four months in the initiation school, rather than these two types of education will compete the traditional education mm. and the Western education. Once there is that problem, we'll always have this point of challenges in the initiation schools because they even undermine the teachers. Once these boys around the building, they realize that this teacher is a Zulu or a Swati, they won't recognize him, they won't respect him because Banembit and his Ufundis are in pain. Mm-hmm. You see, here around the building, Sutus and Kosas, they even have this bad thing to say, So there's a lot that is needed in terms of workshops, in terms of community dialogue, in terms of visiting the schools and educating these boys. So that is the challenge that we have. Mm-hmm. So once the parents, coming back to your question, realize that my, my child has disappeared around this season, they'll go to the police station. Then the police, because of the partnership with them, mm-hmm. they'll then consult as a traditional leader. Then we need to go out and search for these boys. That's one reason that it has resulted to the suspension so. in the past two years of initiation schools in Gauteng. Because when we went to CRS, we finally agreed that we needed to suspend this practice so that we allow the space for the, for the municipalities. Mm. The municipalities must identify the designated areas where we have initiation schools so that during this process, sure. we don't find ourselves wanting where are the initiation schools. So that was the period, and that was the reason why the schools were suspended in Gauteng. Now, because it was giving us a problem. But after realizing that, municipality of the debate has come up with the bylaws. Again, we experienced what we call the cross-border initiation schools. They will move out of the, of the region. They will run to the to city of Johannesburg, which does not have bylaws. Mm. In the city of Johannesburg, there is no monitoring system in place. They even use the old mining area dams to have initiation schools. Hey. It is a challenge. Prince, just, uh, you know, maybe a last one on my end, and uh, I certainly uh, uh, hear the uh, call that you're making to many of the parents to maybe consider uh, after uh, 
uh, a secondary education. Uh, but uh, for many of those that are maybe preparing their young children uh, for the winter season, and I, and, and I also understand uh, that, uh, I guess, depending on uh, which uh, nation uh, uh, group one would come from, that maybe uh, that uh, winter period might not be applicable in this case. But uh, even for, for successive periods that we might see in the coming months, what, what uh, message, if any, uh, would you be sending uh, to uh, many of those parents and the youngsters that are, are going to be undergoing this rite of passage, just as we wrap up? Look, Ayabong, we still have a silence in terms of the age. If you go to Limpopo, you cannot talk about the age of 18 years and above. You, you, you are causing a problem. They are comfortable to have their boys going to the initiation school, even below the age of 18, 14. Because once you engage them in that culture, because they will say, you want to change our culture, because since time in memory, we have been practicing this. And then they will point some uh, uh, issues to say, in Limbobo, we don't have challenges of boys going to the initiation school at the tender age, compared to what you are saying in other provinces. So for me, I would rather opt for a provincial preference, so that if you are in Limbobo, you can then subject yourself to what is prevalent in that area. Mm. And then when you are in Gauteng, you can go with the law says that it should be 18 years and above. But for cultural reasons in Limbobo, it's going to be a challenge because should you impose laws mm. that are contrary sure. to their cultural practices, it's a challenge. Yeah, no one's going to comply. You December, know? No one's going to comply. No. Mm. Yes. Mm. Were they in December? The, the traditional leaders of Limbobo didn't pass. Mm. when you talk about the issue sure, of the age. Sure. But in Gauteng, we are comfortable. Okay. Well, should we allow that process that happens in Limbobo and Gauteng, it will be a challenge. Prince? Because in... Yes. Unfortunately, we'll have to leave it there. We have run out of time, but I really thank you for taking time out uh, to speak to us this evening. That there's Prince Manene Tabane speaking to us from Contralesa.